Welcome to the Christian Life Austin podcast. Visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, register for an upcoming event, or support the Christian Life ministry through our online giving portal. We trust that you'll enjoy today's message. Thank you once again for listening. Pastor Randy, wherever you are, great job today. Band, great job today. Singers, always a wonderful job. You folks come for the music and you stay for the preaching. And we all know that. And um, we're grateful for that. Philippians, the second chapter. It was by no coincidence that we sang how we sang today and I will preach how I will preach today. Without any reservation, look at me. Don't look at your Bibles or the screens. Look at me in the eyes as easiest as you, the best you can. Without any reservation, I will tell every one of you in the building today that anything that you are facing, however hard or impossible it may seem to you, by the power of the name of Jesus, anything can happen in your life. Anything. Anything. A lot of people have a relationship with church and not a relationship with the God of the church. I don't want you to have a relationship with this church. I want this church to become a catalyst that points you to Jesus who can change your life. He can change anything about you. He can heal any manner of sickness or disease. He can help any marriage that's troubled. He can fix any relationship. He can do anything. And I want to point you to Him today. I wish I could help you. I would. I wish you and I sitting down and counseling would help and maybe... It could, a little. I wish I could give you all the answers to your questions, but I don't have them. But I know someone who can do all of that. And I want to talk about him today. Philippians, the second chapter, the ninth verse. If you're there, say amen. I hope you bring your Bible with you or a Bible application on your smart device. Please don't come to church without that. Please don't come to church without that. No, just leave it at home. Philippians 2 and 9, I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, therefore God has highly exalted Him. The Him is capitalized and it's talking about Jesus. Therefore God has highly exalted Him and given Him the name. Everybody say the name. That is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Of those in heaven and those on earth and those underneath the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father he said that God had given him a name that is the name that has preeminence in this world that at that name and that name alone every everything that you're facing has to be subjected and submissive and surrendered to the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm preaching today about the name of Jesus. Would you put your Bibles down? Would you close your eyes and raise both of your hands high to heaven? If you're comfortable with that, would you open your mouth and pray something like this? Lord Jesus, I'm here to receive from you today. 
God, I need you to change my heart by your word today. God, your spirit and an encounter with your spirit is the only thing that's capable of changing me. God, your word has power in it. So I pray in Jesus' name that the power of your word would convict my heart, would change my spirit, would change my mind. That when I left today, I would have encountered Jesus on a level that is completely and utterly life-changing. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. Put your hands together one more time. Give him a shout of praise. You can be seated, and God bless you. I told a couple of folks, I've strategically placed them in the building, that if it's bad today, they're going to do something wild or throw something. So if that seems to be the case around you, you know what's happening. It's just getting bad. I'm just, they're trying to rescue me. Everybody has... A name, it's a name given to us by our parents or maybe in your case your grandparents or somebody else in your life. Perhaps you were named after some relative or somebody that is uh, famous or close to you or maybe you were just given a name that your parents liked. Or if your parents didn't like you, they may just give you a name they didn't like. Whatever the reason or however you came by your name, there's probably... By and large, no great significance to your name. It may be a family name. It may be the name of a grandparent, a great-grandparent. But by and large, it has no real weighty significance. Just for the record, I, this is, I just wanted you to know this, that the name Mitch means in the ancient Hebrew short and handsome. You can figure out the significance of that. I was just reading. I came across that. I thought it'd help you. People give their children the most ridiculous names. Have you noticed that? Is it getting worse to you? One non-believing American couple named their daughter, true story, Atheist Evolution. Bob Geldof and his wife thought they'd be creative, true story, and so they named one of their daughters Peaches, Honey Blossom, Charlotte, Angel, Vanessa. She hates ridiculous names. <laughs> Her big sister, honest to goodness, is named Fifi Trixie Bell. Her two younger sisters are named Pixie and Heavenly Tiger Lily. If you name your child anything I just said, you should be hit. <laughs> David Bowie named his son Zoe, as in Zoe Bowie. But Zoe didn't like it, so he changed his name to Duncan. I like that better. Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones. How many Stones fan? Two of you. Keith Richards of the... You thought I asked how many of you were stoned. Nobody wanted to say it. <laughs> Nobody wanted to admit it. Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones named his daughter Dandelion. She tells everybody her name is Angela. <laughs> Jamie Oliver and his wife, whose name is Jules, have two daughters. One is named Poppy Honey, and the other is named Daisy Boo. Jerry Seinfeld named his child Shepherd, Shepherd Seinfeld. Just in case you're thinking this is just an Anglo-American phenomenon, there's some Asian parents who have done the same. A Vietnamese man named his son My Fat Sal Nine Rui, which means, in, in Vietnamese, I paid $5,500, which is how much it cost him for ignoring his, child's, his country's two-child policy. He named his child how much he cost. Yeah, 
Malaysia has banned a few names that you can't name your child in Malaysia. One means unsound mind. Some sing means gangster. You can't name your child gangster in Malaysia. And then my favorite of all, chow tow, true, in Malaysian means smelly head. And you can't name your child smelly head. We ought to have rules like that. Here's the things. Names are important. Names are important. Names are important in the Bible. Some people like Sarai and Abram and Simon, they had their names changed to indicate something significant in their life. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite Bible passages and all of the women in the house, this is soon to become your favorite Bible passage. 1 Samuel 25, Abigail is talking to King David and she says, and I'm quoting, my husband's name is Fool and that's what he is. That's what she said. You can feel free to quote that over your husband while he's sleeping tonight. Here's the truth of the matter. Words have meaning, but names have power. Words have meanings, but names have power. If you were to sign the bottom of a letter with the words, the President of the United States, it has meaning. It has significant meaning. But if you want a legislative document to become the law of the land, the President of the United States has to take out his pen and he can't just write the President of the United States. He has to sign his name because words have meaning, but names have power. Words only have meaning, but when you attach a name to it, it has power. If you write a check today for something, you can sign it with a few words about who you are. You can sign it with a few offices that you hold, but if you want your check to cash, you have to put your name on it because words have meaning, but names have. The most significant of all of the names that have ever been spoken heretofore and forever is the name of Jesus. Paul, writing to the church at Philippi that we read today, says that there is a name that has been given that does have great significance. It is something that matters. It's more than just a name with meaning. It's a name with power. The name of Jesus stands out as a name that is above all other names. And in the Bible, Jesus and His name have many titles. Jesus is called the second Adam, the anointed, the apostle, the author, the amen, the alpha, and the ancient of days. He is the beginning and the begotten and the beloved and the branch and the bread and the bridegroom and bride and morning star and bishop of our souls and the brightness of the Father's glory. I got a lot of these. You might as well get on board. He's the captain and the consolation and the chief cornerstone. He's our counselor and our covenant and he's chosen of God and he is our Christ. Jesus is our daysman, He's our deliverer, He's our day spring, our day star, the door and the desire of all nations. Jesus is the elect of God, the ensign, the everlasting Father, and Emmanuel. Shout amen. amen. Jesus is the finisher of our faith. He's the forerunner. He's our friend. He's the first fruits of God. He's a faithful witness. He's the fountain of life from which all life flows. He's the fairest of 10,000. Jesus is God and He's the gift of God. And He's our governor and our guide and our glorious Lord. Can I keep going? 
Jesus is our helper and our hope and our husband and our horn of salvation. And He hears us and He's the head of our church. He's the heir of all things, our high priest, hell's dread, heaven's wonder, and the Holy One of Israel. He's the great I Am, the inheritance, the image of God's person. He is the invisible one. Shout Jesus. He is Judah and He is just and He is judge. He's King of kings. He's King of Israel. He's King of glory. He's King everlasting. He's life and He's light and He's love and He's lily and He's lion and He's lamb and He's the living stone and He's the Lord of all glory. Shout His name, Jesus. I told you I would try to be nice. He's the messenger and the Messiah and our mediator and our master. He's the mighty God and mercy's paradox. Jesus is the Nazarene. He's the offspring of David, the Omega, the only begotten Son of God. He's our offering and our offerer. He is our priest. He is our Passover. He is our potentate. He is our prophet. He is our propitiation. He is the Prince of Life. He's the Prince of Peace and He's the great Physician, shout his name. He's the righteous and the rabbi and our ransom and our rest. He's the root of Jesse and the root of David. He's our refiner, our refuge, our resurrection, our rose of Sharon, our ruler, our redeemer, our rock of ages. Shout his name. He's our stone and our shepherd, the son of God, son of man, shield, servant, Seed of woman, surety, sufferer, saver, sinless sacrifice. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Shout his name. He's the teacher. He's our truth. He's our tabernacle, our treasure, our tree of life. He's our witness. He's the word. He's the way. He's our wisdom. And he is wonderful. Shout his name. Jesus is his name. Jesus is his name. You see, you can call him anything you want to call him, but the only way you have power is when you call him by his name. That's when all of hell responds and all of heaven answers. When you say his name, shout Jesus. That's his name. That's his name. That's his name. Sit down. I'm just talking to you. Sit down. I got to preach again. Of all the names, of all the titles given to this man, none is as precious. None is as sweet. None is as majestic as the name of Jesus. There is no title you can assign to Him that has power like His name. There is nothing you can say about Him that can do for you what His name can do for you. There is no thing that you can learn about Him that is as powerful as what you find in His name. Shout His name again. Shout His name again. So I want to tell you three little old points. About why his name matters above every other name. And why it matters to you and why it matters to me. If you're taking notes on the back of your worship guide or somewhere else, would you write this down? His name is a special name. It's a special name. 
The name of Jesus was actually a fairly common name in the time of the life of Christ when He walked the earth. It is the English form of Greek iteration of the name of Yeshua or what we would commonly translate as Joshua. It wasn't so much that the name was uncommon. It was just like John or Bob or Sally or Sue. But it still was a special name. In fact, after the first century, the modern world changed its cultural acceptance of naming your son Jesus. You don't know anybody named Jesus, do you? (laughs) Nobody does that. Nobody names their son Jesus in the English language because that name was so revered and so respected and so esteemed. It was special because it was handpicked by God. It's a special name because God handpicked that name. You see... Jesus wasn't just something that Mary and Joseph found in the big baby book of names. God handpicked it for them. Your Bible says in Matthew 1 verse 20, But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord. Every time you read that phrase, an angel of the Lord, I want you to know this. I'm not sure how this happens, but I know that the angel of the Lord is just like God speaking. And so the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and he said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit and she will bring forth a son and I've got his name. You don't get to pick his name. I'm telling you what to name him. You don't get to name him Honey Blossom or Tiger Lily. You don't get to pick what name you like to hear. I've got a name that I want you to call him. You will call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins Mary and Joseph didn't pick his name God picked his name it was a special name because it was God's idea all along and it was God's idea because of what that name means you see the name of Jesus means literally Jehovah is become our salvation Jehovah, the God of all creation who has no beginning and no ending. That same God who spoke all of the world into existence. That same Jehovah for whom you have worshipped some 6,000 years, Joseph. That same Jehovah whom you have looked for for Messiah. That same Jehovah to whom you have sacrificed lambs and goats and doves for thousands of years trying to get God's attention. That same Jehovah has become our salvation and I want you to call His name Jesus. This precious, powerful name reveals the real reason that Jesus came at all. He didn't come to condemn us but to convict us. Say amen. Amen. Jesus didn't come to cast us down. He came to lift us up. He didn't come to damn us. He came to deliver us. Say amen to that. Call His name Jesus because He will save His people from their sins. His name is a special name because it's the name God gave Him and because it has special power and gives us access to God. Let me tell you something. There's power in the name of Jesus. Say amen to that. Your Bible says this in Mark 16 and verse 17, and these signs will follow those who believe in, shout it, my, shout my name, in my name. They will cast out demons and speak with new tongues. And verse 18 continues, and they will lay hands on the sick and they will 
recover. I could lay hands on you today and and pray in my name and it doesn't have power. I could pray that somebody would heal you and it doesn't have power. I could pray that you would be healed of your sickness, that your marriage would be fixed, that you would be unaddicted to what it is that has you bound and it doesn't have power. But when I lay my hands on you and I call on the only name that can change anybody's life, when we invoke the only name that has power to do absolutely anything, then anything is possible. Say amen to that. John 14 and 13 says, Whatever you ask, shout in my name. In my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything, there it is again, in my name, I will do it. In the name of Jesus, listen to me, there is all power in heaven and in earth. Everything. There's nothing that you will face That Jesus' name doesn't have power and preeminence over. There's nothing that you're battling right now that the name of Jesus doesn't have power and preeminence over. It's a special name. It's not just a normal name. It's a special name. His name is not like any other name. It's not like your name. It's not like my name. His name is above your name. And His name is above my name. And His name is higher than my name. Listen close. His name is above and higher and exalted above anything else that you would give a name. You may call what it is that you're facing cancer. You may even capitalize it and put a big C on it. It doesn't really matter what you name it. His name is above every name that you face. You may have diabetes. You may capitalize it. It may be your diagnosis. You may call it by its name. But when you put the name of Jesus beside it, His name is higher than your diabetes or your cancer. You may be facing foreclosure or financial ruin. But when you compare it with His name, His name is higher than that name and above. Above that name, it's a special name. You may name what you're going through right now divorce, but when you put His name beside that name, nothing compares to that name. It's higher than anything that you name. Your marriage may be falling apart. Everything may be going sideways. You may name your addiction. You may call yourself by your addiction. I'm an alcoholic. I'm an addict. I don't care what it is you name or how you name yourself. All I know is this. There is no other name that is more powerful than the name of Jesus Christ. There is nothing that's higher than that name. There's nothing that's greater than that name. There's nothing that that name can't fix in your life. Put your hands together and shout to God. Come on, give Him high praise. It's a special name. It's a stainless Name. Take that note. It's a stainless name. To every other name spoken by man, there could be attached a list of the good and the evils that were done by that person. If I said your name, there'd be people that say, I like this about him, and then there'd be people that say, I don't like this about him. 
He did this right. He did this wrong. You see, every name ever spoken, you can find good and you can find evil. If you say the name George Bush, don't throw anything. You can find good and you can find bad. You say the name Barack Obama, you can find good, you can find bad. You say Albert Einstein or Michael Jordan or Pablo Picasso or Adolf Hitler or Tiger Woods, you can say good and you can say bad. You can attach to them attributes and you can attach to them evil. But when you say the name of Jesus, when you say His name and it alone, the only thing that you can attach to His name is praise and honor and worship and exaltation because His name is a stainless name. You see, there's nothing evil you can say about His name. There's nothing wrong you can attach to His name. There's nothing bad you can put beside His name. That's why your Bible says that at His name, every knee would bow. You don't just bow your knee to anybody. When you bow your knee, it's a clear sign of humility and reverence. You don't just get on your knees for anybody and everybody, but when you put yourself in that posture, you say, this person whom I am bowing to, I can find no evil. This person is someone who is sinless and blameless and without fault. This is someone who cannot lie. You wouldn't bow your knee to someone who lied to you. This person is someone who cannot fail. You wouldn't bow your knee to someone who would fail you. This person's word is most powerful and his nature is pure love. You wouldn't bow your knee to someone who didn't love you unconditionally but your Bible says that there is only one name who has ever been spoken that God himself decided that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow I can bow my knee to a name of someone who is most holy and most perfect and in him is found no fault he alone listen to me he alone is worthy of my humiliation and my humbling and my worship and my adoration. You listen to me and hear me well. Never, ever, ever, ever will I bow my knee or should you to any other name than the name of Jesus Christ. He's the only one who deserves my praise. He's the only one who deserves on a Sunday morning for me to raise both of my hands high and exalt His name and shout His name out loud and tell Him I worship His name and I glorify His name. It's a stainless name. He's the only one worthy of my praise and my adoration. He's the only one that deserves for me to get up on a Sunday morning and say even when I don't feel like it, i got to get to church where I can praise His. His name. I'll calm down. All the Pentecostals come to second service. So our passage in Philippians clearly says there's three different levels. Where people are honored. I'm sorry, where people would honor and worship Jesus. Three different areas where people would bow their knee. 
Verse 10 of our passage said, At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven, everybody say heaven. And those on the earth, say earth. And those under the earth, say hell. The first place that Jesus is worshipped and adored is in heaven. There, the precious name of Jesus is honored and exalted like it is nowhere else. When the name of Jesus is heard in heaven, it's a catalyst for a multitude of angels that are rejoicing and praising His name. That's why Revelation 7 and 9 said, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could number of all nations and tribes and peoples and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb and clothed with white robes and palm branches in their hands and they opened their mouth and cried with a loud voice saying salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and all the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and they did what? They fell on their faces and they worshipped God. You see, in heaven, He and He alone is worshipped. He and He alone will be bowed down to. He and He alone will be exalted. So in heaven, every knee is bowing. And then your Bible says, on earth, every knee will one day bow. You see, my brothers and my sisters, there is coming a day, not many days from now. When every living soul that has ever donned a body, not just people who are living currently, but every living soul that has ever existed on the face of this planet or any other planet in case there are some. Every living soul will bow their knee and cry with a loud voice that Jesus is the Lord of all. Some historians and anthropologists believe that some 108 billion people have lived on this planet since its creation. I don't know if it's 100 billion. I don't know if it's 100 trillion. Here's the only thing I know. That one day, everybody who's ever lived will bow on their knee and they will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. You don't have a choice and I don't have a choice. You and I are born of woman, which means we will bow our knee to Jesus Christ. There is no one, listen to me, who is powerful enough or famous enough or more evil than anyone else who will be exempt from worshiping Jesus Christ. Barack Obama will bow his knee. George W. Bush will bow his knee. Albert Einstein will. Michael Jordan will. Chairman Mao will. Adolf Hitler will. Tiger Woods will. Pablo Picasso will. Genghis Khan will. Charles Washington will. George Washington will. Charles Manson will. Pope Francis will. I will. You will. Everybody someday will get on their knees and raise their hands and say, Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. Nobody is too good. Nobody is too evil. Everybody in heaven and on earth will bow. And then your Bible says that everybody under the earth will bow. That means there's coming a day When every single devil in hell and all of the henchmen that have plagued your family and have wreaked havoc in your life, every devil that you fought to get where you are today, 
Every devil that you're currently fighting in your marriage and in your family and in your kids. Every devil that you're currently fighting in your sickness, in your illness. Every single demonic power and even Satan himself. The prince of light and the prince of darkness. Everybody under the earth will bow their knee and open their mouth. And they will confess with a voice, there's none greater than Jesus. There's no one like Jesus. There's none like Jesus. He's Lord of Lord and King of Kings. One day, listen to me, my friends, one day, all of the hell that you've been going through, everything that you're facing in your life right now, everything that's plaguing you right now, one day and one day soon, every devil in hell will get on its knees and it will cry with a loud voice that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. I don't know if devils even have knees. I don't even know if devils have mouths, but I know this, somehow or another, they're going to get on whatever knees they got and they're going to raise whatever voice they got and they're going to say, Jesus, you are Lord of all. Every Everybody will worship. Every angel will bow. Every demon will exalt his stainless, precious, special name. Say amen to that. It's a special name. It's a stainless name that deserves my praise. And it's a saving name. By its very, very definition, the name of Jesus talks about salvation. By its very definition, Jesus means Jehovah has become our salvation. So in His name, and His name alone, can you find salvation from your sins. In His name, and His name alone, is deliverance from your bondage. In His name, and His name alone, is deliverance from eternity in hell. I wish I could tell you that all paths lead to God. I wish I could tell you that everybody was working towards the same goal. I wish I could tell you it didn't matter what you called Him, but that is not true. There is only one name that will save your soul. There is only one name that can heal your body. There is only one name that is powerful enough to save you from you. Acts 4 and 12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we, everybody say, must be. Shout must be. We must be saved by His name. John 1 and 12 says, As many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become the children of God. To those who believe on His Acts 10 and 43 says to him, all the prophets witness that through his, whoever believes in him shall receive remission of sins. My brothers and my sisters, I tell you in conclusion that his name has all power. That his name can do anything. That by his name, anybody can be saved. That by his name, anybody can be healed. That no one here is too bad for His name. That no one here has gone so far that His name can't reach you. That no one here has a diagnosis that's greater than His name. That no one here is so sinful and so lost that His name can't find where you are. There's no one here who hurts so bad that His name can't heal your heart. There's no one here who is addicted so greatly that His name can't deliver you 
from your sin. There's no one here who's facing such a problem in your marriage, in your children, in your family, that His name can't save you. I wish I could preach to you a feel-good message about three steps to fixing you and fixing your marriage and ten ways to become the best possible husband you can be, ten ways to be the best wife, four steps to getting out of drugs and alcohol, six ways to fix your marriage, seven steps to becoming more financially secure. But the only step I know to tell you is that when you get the opportunity, if I were in your shoes and I needed God to do anything, I would run to the front of this church and throw my hands up and I would say, in Jesus' Because His name and it alone can save. Because His name and it alone can heal. Because His name and it alone can fix whatever it is that you need. There's healing in His name. There's hope in His name. There's majesty in His name. There's deliverance in His name. There's salvation. In His name, whatever it is that you're facing, I want you to know that the name of Jesus is higher than whatever it is that you name. Whatever it is that you have named this season, His name is higher. However it is that you have denoted your problem, whatever name you've attached to your sin, whatever name that you've attached to your current struggle, His name is exalted above your worst problems and your deepest fears and your longest prayer. His name is a special name. His name is a stainless name. His name is a saving name. His name can do anything. So my question to you today is what do you need from His name? In the audience today sits two wonderful people to my right in the center of the sanctuary who have been here much longer than me, much longer than most all of you. Just the other day, I walked into a hospital, into a cardiac unit. She was admitted for chest pains. It was a scary time. Listen, anytime your chest hurts, it's a scary time. When you're older and you have chest pains, it's a really scary time. When your husband's had open heart surgery and you had chest pains and you're older, it's a really scary time. So you can imagine how scared we were. And I walked in. And we didn't talk long. We didn't say much. As a matter of fact, if you've ever visited with Marvin Hertel, I talked to him more than I did her. But I leaned over. Sister Hertel's bed. We didn't know what the doctors would say. We didn't know how... The test would come back. We didn't know what we were facing. All we knew is that we were powerless. She was in a hospital bed. Doctors were doing what they knew how to do. I didn't pray long. I didn't pray loud. Nobody got weird or wild. We didn't throw anything or sling anything. I just said, in Jesus' name. Not many hours after that, test results came back. Miss Hertel, doesn't appear like anything's wrong with your heart. You can go on home. So she came to church today to testify that there's power in His name. That there's power in His name. That there's healing 
in His name. You say, oh, I can explain that. There never was anything wrong with it. Oh, yeah? Wait till you're laying in a hospital bed and you don't know. And the only name you can call on is His name. Wait till it's your son who's addicted. And the only thing you can do is stand by His door late at night with the door closed. And lay your hands on the door frame and say, in Jesus' name. Wait till it's your marriage that's falling apart and your spouse goes to bed in the other room and all you know how to do is walk by the hallway and say in Jesus' name. Wait till it's your baby who's sick and all you know how to do is hold her in your arms and say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Stand all over the house. There are people in this room facing insurmountable things. There are people here with cancer, with heart disease, with diabetes. People whose marriages are in shambles, falling apart. There are people here who are addicted to pornography and illicit drugs. There are people here in illicit relationships. There are people here who are battling what seem to be insurmountable odds. There are people here who are losing their homes, losing their jobs, losing their fortune, losing their relationships, and losing their mind. And the only name I know that can heal everything, fix anything, help anybody is Jesus name the only hope I can offer you is Jesus name the only name I know that's powerful enough to fix what's wrong with you is Jesus name so our prayer partners are running to the front our pastors are joining us our ministry teams join me at the front and I want to pray in Jesus name for you now listen to me listen to me When we pray in Jesus' name, it's not the same as abracadabra. It's not the same as hocus pocus. Saying in Jesus' name is not some magical incantation that causes God to do whatever it is you want Him to do. No. Praying in Jesus' name says this, that I'm invoking all of the power that comes behind that name on this situation. That when you say out loud what it is you're facing, I'm going to put all the power that belongs in His name on top of your need. And there's power in His name. And that concludes today's podcast. Thanks again for listening.